When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And right on mowers, Kevin Walters. Who mows the lawn at your place, Kevin? No, well, I've got five children, four <laughs> boys and one girl, and I mow it. <laughs> You're kidding. <laughs> Big old Kev. No. no. I've tried all, all the tricks in the world, deals with you know, payment and bribing and all sorts of things, but... Now, apparently it's my grass, so I've got to mow it. That's what the I can't believe is. you don't get Springer in. He'd come over and mow well, it, mate. Well, he'd do, he'd do about two or three backyards in the one hit, wouldn't he? Springer, he loves the grass. In fact, I'm just looking out over Red Hill at the moment, and he's got the, the training ground looking picture perfect, Springer. So he's doing a great job here. Oh, very sure. good and has done for decades as well. Yeah. Hey, hey, we had a little bit of stuff on the news last night. The, uh, the super coach just fired up at training with a couple of drop balls, and he's, he's gathered them in and given them a mouthful. Um, is that how it is with you? Are you just getting in that little tension as the game against Wynnum is only 10 days away now? Oh, yeah. Look, it's, it's not far away, the start of the season, particularly the trials. They're very important for us again this year. And Yeah, Wayne's the master coach, isn't he? He knows when to pull a few lines out and get a bit aggressive with the boys. So, yeah, he'll do a good job over there at the Dolphins, obviously. But, you know, our focus is here on... On us, well, we got round two. Uh, we play the Dolphins at Suncorp, which will be the first local derby. Something to look forward to. But right now, we're um, focusing on us here in, in the next few weeks into the trials. Hey, Kevin, let me ask an, an obvious one: How are you and, and all your support staff handling Payne Haas and his situation at the moment? Yeah, we're, we're rallying around uh, Payne. Oh, it's obviously a difficult situation for everyone involved. Uh, you know, with the incident. So, and, and you know, Payne's been uh, back at training this week. Uh, you know, just getting a bit going about his business. He's a real pro, Payne, with the, with his training and how he goes about that. So, yeah, we're supporting him as best we can, but also yeah, being very mindful and respectful of, of the situation as well. Yeah, that is a tough one for sure. Um, are you doing much differently this year, Kevy? Uh, you know, Terry Madison has departed. Maybe some lower-profile staff have changed too. I'm not sure, but uh, anything yeah. much different? Yeah, we, we certainly, you know, our defence wasn't up to, to scratch at the back end of the season last year. Here, we, we fell away there. So uh, we've been putting a lot of time and effort into that, as all the clubs do. It's, it's a very important you know, part of the mm. game. We have had some staff changes. Lee Breers is a former English player in the Super League, played over 400 games over there uh, for, for Warrington. So he's been coaching the last five or six years at Warrington and Wigan. And we've brought him across just for, just for a refresher more than anything else on... New set of eyes in here, so he's been uh, he's been good for the place. And Matt Bell has stepped up into the the attacking uh, coaching role here at the Broncos, and uh, Darius is doing a Darius Board is doing a bit more a lot more work as well. He's helping particularly our outside backs with their development, with their attack and their defence uh, in particular. He was a very good defensive centre, winger, fullback, so he's imparting a lot of his knowledge on the players as well, which is great to see. I was having a look at the list yesterday. Everyone fit. Are we talking back five, Walsh, Cobbo, Staggs, Farnworth, Oates? Certainly are, yeah. It's, it's, we've got a, a good young squad here. Um, you know, we learned a lot from last year, Pat. Well, certainly I did as a coach. You know, the NRL's a tough environment. 
and we, we fell away. You know, obviously everyone knows is aware of that. That, that was last year, and I, I, it's all learning um, for these guys and for all the coaching staff. So we, we've got to be better this year. We, we need to start the season really well, and that starts with, you know, with our defence. We've got some great attacking players there, as you mentioned some of those names, Cobbo and Staggs and Farnworth, you know, Reese Walsh, a new addition to the squad. So, you know, scoring the points won't be a problem for us. It'll be, you know, that attitude and that steel that you yeah. need in defence to, to stopping them. Mm. Remember this time last year, Adam Reynolds just was, you know, general soreness. He had, you know, just couldn't get going. How's he, how's he shaping up this year? Yeah, he's good, Hills. He's um, obviously uh, you know, training hard like the rest of the boys. He's got some soreness, which is normal for... There wouldn't be a guy in the squad that's not sore. We have, they get absolutely hammered, as you know, in pre-season with yeah. weights and conditioning and then skills. So it's a lot of lot of work, a lot of volume, which is ideal for this time of the year. But once we start playing in a couple of weeks or next week will be the first trial, that sort of tends to, to back away. And we'll get them fresh and firing for the opening round. We've got the Panthers down there on a Friday night, which will be a, a, a welcome uh, to the season. It's a great start for us, and we'll be up against one of the better teams in the last two or three, four years. So it's a great start for us. But right now, we're still trying to get as much work and as much volume, both from a physical point of view and also from a repetition, from a skills point of view, into them to make get them ready for those opening few rounds. Yep. Hey, Kevin, what do you do with the skipper? I mean, do you, do you envisage playing him every game or would you like to be in or you know luxuriate in that position where you can rest him occasionally? Oh, no, it's a bit longer season this year. There's a few more buys around, so we'll be smart about what we do. With the, you know, Rano's still, we're expecting to be there for every game. Um, obviously, injuries and whatever take their, their part in things, but we're expecting to be there for, for all games. And, uh, look, he's our, he is our leader. And when he's on the field and playing, you know, good footy, he just guides everyone around the field. And um, it, it's, uh, you know, last year, um, he was his first year at the club and first year engaging with other players. So mm. this year, you know, those combinations are going to be a little bit better. Reese Walsh is our, you know, he'll obviously be our new fullback to start the season. So they're working on their combinations, both in attack and, and defence. And most of the other guys have played a lot of footy with him last year. So they're aware of his skills. And more importantly, um, you know, he's aware of all the skills that we, he has outside him and inside him to, to use that uh, to the best of our abilities. Mm, got so much more time. He makes it look so easy. Kevy, that Marty Tapau deal um, is a pretty good one, I reckon. How did that get done? Yeah, it happened very quickly, Hills. Um, his name bobbed up uh, across our recruitment. Simon Scanlon is our recruitment officer, head recruitment officer, and his name uh, came up and we did some background on, on Marty and found everything positive. He's a real pro around the place. We've got a lot of younger guys here, mm. um, you know, coming in, you know, 50, 60, 70 gamers. Well, Marty's over 200. Uh, he's an over 200 gamer and played, you know, obviously at some strong clubs in Sydney and been coached well, played for New Zealand, played for Samoa in the recent World Cup. So he's a different style of player, hard and tough and, and physical through the middle. Um, and he's got that ex- experience that that we um, really are desperate to, to get as well. So he arrives here next Monday for training. So look out. He's, um, he's looking in great shape, I've got to yeah. say. And he's a welcome addition, you know, to the squad with his experience and and knowledge around, you know, how to prepare well for a, for a rugby league game. Kerry, what about Hooker? What are you thinking there? You've got Billy, obviously, you've got Corey Pakes, and you've got this kid, Blake Moser, who there's just enormous raps on. Yeah, well, Blake's uh, only, still only 19. I think he's turning either 19 or 20 this year. So we'll slowly, you know, bring him through and educate him through the NRL system. We don't want to rush him too early. Billy and Pakes, I feel, is another guy that we've added to the squad, Tyson Smoothie, from the Sunshine Coast, yeah. uh, a younger player. He's... 
was at the Storm last year. He played four games for them um, at the start of the year when uh, their hookers were out of action. They did a great job in there. So we've got good depth in there. Uh, Billy and Pakesy are still learning their trade through there. And Matt Ballon's been spending a lot of time with those guys, particularly with their attack on, you know, those little subtle movements with attack, you know, trying to a little bit deceptive and all that. That's all been working good for them. Uh, so, again, I'm looking forward to watching those guys through the trials and into the rounds. I feel we'll be much stronger in that position from last year. Again, we'll make some, we, we should be able to make some good steps forward in that space as well. Mm. Off-season, any trips, Kevy? Like professional development trips, a lot of clubs go either medical-looking or, um, you know, operations-wise of American football clubs, exam, for example. And I know the Bronx yeah. took your sponsors to SoFi Stadium, didn't you? Yeah, they did. Uh, they did. Yeah, some of our key sponsors went over there. They went to an ice hockey game, an NFL game, and a basketball game. So that was yeah. perfect for them. For us, we got our own house in. We had a few things to fix up here, Heels, um, given our finish to the end of the season. So we fixed a few things up and had a really good look at ourselves in our debrief post-season, which took up a, a, a little bit of space. And by that time, it was, we were nearly ready to go back to work. Yeah. So no trips to no tours at the end of last year. But um, I'm often in... Uh, you know, speaking terms with a lot with, you know, Craig Bellamy, uh, Ricky Stewart, these sort of guys, Wayne Bennett, who often, you know, I, I lean on, rely on for, for information and, and guidance uh, over the season, albeit at different clubs. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's been, been a really good off-season for us to, to get that, all those principles in place to, to start the season well. And I feel our pre-season, if I look at this time last year, I feel like we're in front of, of where we were. So um, we'll, see, we'll find out in the next couple of weeks with yeah. our trials and then, into rounds one, two, and three. Any job, mate, you know, is it's a learning curve. Where do you reckon you are in in your journey, in your coaching journey? Oh, just at the start, you know, I, you know, I have had some experience coaching Queensland, which is a different sort of coaching experience to being in clubland. It's um, it's certainly been an eye opener. I've got to say, actually, how much coaching you do as compared to management of players, management of staff. There's a whole host of things going on yeah. as a head coach. And I'm at the, at the start of, of what my career will be a long and successful one here. But at the moment, you know, we're still like, like the younger players. And I'm, whilst I'm not young in age, well, 55 is not too bad, I guess. I'm still going pretty good there. But <laughs> young as in, in uh, you know, this, this world and the world of uh, head coaching in the NRL. And it's, you know, particularly at this club here, it's such a... Such a big job, but one that I'm really enjoying, thoroughly enjoying every day. And um, it's great to, you know, in this this part of the year is good because we can get, shift the mindset of our players on what's required to, you know, to be successful again this year. And as I said, I, we learned a lot from last year, particularly our players, on, on the toughness and the resilience that you need to be continually week in and week out in the NRL. And uh, that's one of the things that, you know, I believe we, we've learned a lot from last year, particularly our playing group, about the application required, you know, week in and week out particularly the back end post origin um, is where, you know, we really need to knuckle down and, and get our, get our ducks in a row to finish the season off a lot better than uh, what we did last year. Yeah. And more so than just the players doing that, they're all their families have to knuckle down too and be ready to accept they some do. tough times. Yeah. Eh? It's, it's, it is Hill. Hill says, you know, professional sports, not just about the one player. It reflects back through the whole family and mums and dads and cousins and uncles can all influence yeah. uh, the mindset of a player. So we need to make sure that the, the, the information they're getting is positive and uh, keep, keep reinforcing that, you know, that they, they play this game for the love of it more than, more than anything else. Sure, there's some financial rewards for the players uh, these days, and that's in the, the, the battling at the moment. They're, 
their oh, yeah. the RLPA, you know, with the NRL about that. But that's that's not a real distraction for us. We're knuckling down here, and so much goes into a season and into the pre-season. That's where they, our, our boys' focus is, which is I've seen some really good results, both physically in the gym and also, you know, on, on the playing field as well. Mm. Great stuff. We know that it's a club that is always under heavy scrutiny and we're wishing you the very best, mate. It's only 10 days away for this first one v Wynnum and then you've got the Titans and yep. Cowboys on Sunday, Feb 12 and then Feb 18 as well against the Cowboys and then, as you said, a nice tough opener against Penrith. Good luck, Kenny. I'll be a ripper down there, down at Penny Park. Okay? <laughs> That'll have a good breakfast start the season with boys. Yeah. <laughs> We're looking forward to it. We know you are too, mate. Thank you very much yeah, for your time. Thanks, Heavy. Good on you, Jen. Redlands, beautiful club, beautiful facility, beautiful wicket. Yeah. Um, they're renowned. They're, they're sort of renowned for their toasty. You know, right. we do a really good toast. You know, each yeah. club's got their, like, iconic. Yeah. You know, people go there. You know, you go to Adelaide Oval, what do you think? Plump chicken. Yeah. You go to Redlands. Well, I've never you been a huge either, to be honest. Toasty. I mean, it's fried chicken. Manus, good morning. Who was doing those interviews? In pain, actually. I'm having coffee with him right now. <laughs> pain he doesn't know about chicken and plum sauce. What's he been doing in Adelaide? Yeah, I, nah, I think he knows. He knows Seals, but he's not a... You know, he knows he likes his, his figure and he's, uh, he's in good nick, so <laughs> I don't think fried chicken with uh, with a bit of plum sauce, he reckons it's just a bit over the top. Well, I think it was crumbed, wasn't it? It's just magnificent. Crumb, sorry, yes. crumb, crumb. I mean, crumbed and fried, I'm assuming. Yeah, no. You ever had a Northies dog in the canteen, mate, at North? <laughs> yeah, I have. I've had a Northies dog, yeah, but, I mean, I'm... <laughs> Well, your, um, uh, your little piece on the, the test uh, fitted beautifully with a lot of... We were asking the question of everyone last week, you know, their best canteen. So that's why we put that in, mate. But oh, let's, lovely. Let's move oh, on. Oh, lovely segment. Yeah, let, let's move on. Uh, how's, how's the focus for today? And, and what, do you, what is the major focus that you've had as a team entering today's game at uh, just after midday? Yeah, I, I look, we're, you know, it's a pretty... You know, it's a chilled start this morning. Uh, just have a few coffees, chill out. But I think all our preparation's done. We've played this team before. Uh, we know what we need to do. We've been playing really well as a team, and everyone's contributing really well. So we just asked, you know, in our um, quick chat yesterday, just asked the boys to, yeah, just to give it one more crack, um, being 100% engaged in everything we're doing out there, you know, not taking the ball off and... And, you know, if we do that today, uh, we're going to come up with a chocolate, I think. Hey, Marnus, just as, as a viewer, we've been watching and intrigued by Spencer Johnson. Uh, he's been a few years in the making, but uh, just having Usman beside him and talking through those tense final overs has been... It's been riveting television, mate. It really has been. Yeah, I'm I actually just saying um, to, to Tim this morning, I've just had coffee with him, and I just said... You know, one of the best things that I've learned from Usman as a captain is just his ability to stay calm um, and be real clear in those pressure moments. And I think, um, you know, you look at the last two games, you know, Marcus Stoinis hits the first ball for four and it's 10 off five. Stars are favourites at that point. And for Spencer to, to, to not concede another boundary and for us to win by six runs, that's extraordinary. Um, and I think you can only do that when... You know, your captain is so calm and clear in those pressure moments. And yeah, I take my hat off to Usman. He's been absolutely superb in that department. Mm. It, and that's what I, I thought might might have needed reinforcing, you know, in that meeting whenever it was yesterday, that, you know, do, do not just disregard what might happen 
and fill your minds full of your plan. And and it sounds like you've hit that with 100% engaged in everything we do. Just that's your plan, do it. And if it doesn't quite happen, we'll look back and we'll say we've lost. Yeah, exactly. I think, you know, we're not, we're not concerned at all about, uh, you know, everything else that's happening in the, in the game. Uh, in the other games, you know, the, the Thunder Stars result, you know, that's out of our mind. Our job is, you know, we want to go five from five and take real momentum into, um, you know, the fixture ahead, um, you know, into that final at the Gabba on the 29th. That's what we're aiming for. That's what we want. Um, so, yeah, we're just trying to be real clear and, you know, making sure we, we play it ball by ball out there. Tell us a little bit more about Spencer Johnson, you know, from inside the four walls. Uh, but he's just a terrific one. He's a terrific. Um, he's a terrific guy. Um, he's just fit in so well with our with our team, with our culture here. Um, he just feels like he's almost a, a Queenslander at heart. Um, and yeah, he's just terrific. And obviously, his sense of skills is so unique. And um, you know, bowling 145 plus as a left left-handed bowler, it's it's a very it's a rarity. Uh, so it's one that, you know, as you've seen, once you have it, it just gives you so many options. Batter struggle to line it up. And, yeah, it's just been terrific to have. So hopefully uh, we can have a little long-term agreement there. That would be ideal. <laughs> so I was going to say, it sounds like you're putting a bit of pressure on the chairman sitting in the studio with me to just uh, make sure that they release the purse strings and extend the contract. <laughs> yeah, I reckon I reckon get the hand in the pocket there. <laughs> get the hand in the pocket and... We don't lose him. Yeah, don't treat yeah, it as we if don't, lose him. <laughs> don't treat it as if there it's your it own is, money. <laughs> but, exactly. no, well, I think it's a bit of a team effort. We, we certainly do that, and there's a lots of uh, discussions going on. But you guys stay in his ear too, please. Uh, that that would be no, good. Don't worry. Imagine bowling at the Gabba of half the season, Spencer. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. Yeah, don't worry. We've had that a few times. <laughs> yeah, I thought you might. Mate, you, the Heat seem to be spreading the workload better than they ever have. When when we've been under pressure, we've fought out, out our way out with the ball and with the bat now. That must be quite exciting. Uh, oh, mate, absolutely. I think it's, it's very exciting when, you know, when you're not relying on one person for, for your results. And, you know, even at the moment, you know, myself and Usman have been quite quiet so far through the tournament. Um, but it's nice to see that, you know, even with that, um, we're getting, you know, we're four and four wins. Um, so, you know, if to, you know, in one of the next three games, we can have a match-winning performance from, from, you know, one of us. And, you know, once again, that spreading the workload, I think, is key to um, a successful team. If you look at... Uh, the, the sixes and the scorches. I think that's one thing they've done fantastically well for a long time. Yeah, they certainly have. Hey, how have you enjoyed it, mate? I mean, coming out of the, the test summer, and we've seen the likes of Steve Smith and that. It's really invigorated the BBL, I reckon. I mean, we were talking earlier, record crowds, record ratings. Having having the test players back has been brilliant, I reckon. Oh, I, I agree. It, it, it's lovely that there's a window that we can actually have a major contribution. I mean, I know last year I only played one game, um, but like this year to have a major contribution playing six games, maybe even seven games, maybe even eight, um, is just uh, makes a massive difference in the, you know, in, in just getting into the game. I think it's hard sometimes coming from chess cricket into T20 cricket. I mean, unless you're Steve Smith, obviously. Oh. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think it can be really hard. It can be really tough to... 
to just come in and, and just change format and tempo so quickly. But um, it's nice that there's a window. And I think I've certainly watched more games of Big Bash um, since the test players have been around just because, you know, I want to see how Davey's going. I want to see how Alex Carey and Travis Head are doing. You know, I want to see all these guys play and, and mm. see how they do it. And, um, you know, and obviously, you know, everyone's been watching a lot of Steve Smith. Um, but, yeah, it, it's been fantastic, and I'm really stoked with, um, with how we've gone about it. Hey, we're getting close. to We've got to let you go. We really appreciate your time. But I can't let you go without asking about India. What's the vibe amongst you test players? Um, there's some criticism that we're not playing a warm-up match. What are your thoughts on that? How do you think we'll go over there? Uh, I think we're going to win the series. Um, yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be tough. There's no doubt about that. But I think, you know... We've played a lot of cricket so far, everyone. I think the test guys were going to hit a lot of cricket balls. I mean, I can speak for probably myself and Steve <laughs> that the net bowls will be getting a workout over in India for the first seven days before before the first test. So we're going to be making sure we do a lot of prep. And I don't think you need a game. Um, you need a game to necessarily get you ready. I think we've played enough. We understand the game pressure, but we just need to find out um, what methods, what you know, what methods work over there, you know, how can we play certain shots you can and can't play in those conditions. I think that's what we need to work out first and foremost in, in that first eight-week period. Uh, and I think that's what we'll do. Um, so we're going to hit a lot of balls and, and get ourselves ready for one of the, the, the best series um, in a long time. Well, we're so looking forward to it, mate. What about touring India these days, man? It's like uh, dietaries. Can you eat anything there now? Um like we we steered clear of fruit and vegetables, for example, which were you know you know grown on water. Yeah, I think there's still a little bit of chat around making sure you don't consume much water, uh, like as in any water or yeah. like lettuce or stuff like that. But I look, I, I'm pretty free rain. I don't really think too much, overthink it. I just eat whatever. Toasties. Uh, and just yeah, yeah. Hope that immune system holds up. Yeah, um, and, what, what, you know, one other question I was thinking of asking you about T20, your game today, right? Matchups are made, a big thing are made of matchups. How much time do you spend, for example, or the batsmen spend thinking about what matchup they're going to have against you and what you're going to do to it? Uh, oh, I think you just prepare for every bowler and you work out your best option. You know, obviously with some bowlers, you know, you're going to have to be more aggressive than others. Um you know, if it might be an off-spinner to the right-hander or a left-arm spinner to the left-hander. So you just need to make sure you're prepared and and just understand uh, what you need to do mm. out there for each bowler. Yeah, no, very, very interesting. So maybe they're not that important. They, they get very specific, mm. don't they? Uh, so great day, mate. Great day and good luck with it. And awesome. please, Thank you, guys. Please say hello to Tim Payne for us. Yeah, I will, I will. Brilliant. Thanks, Marnus. See you, Hill. Cheers, mate. Best of luck. Marnus Lavashane on game day. It's always great that he can give up a little bit of time. We wish them the best of luck this afternoon. Heat v Hurricanes, 12.40. Stars and Thunder tonight. Both games critical as to who finishes third, fourth and fifth and who will be hosting finals, etc. Now on Breakfast with Pat and Heels. Heels gets his gloves off. Mm. So I'm about to get annoyed, Paddy, mm. because February for mine is cricket's no man's land. Um, and it annoys me every year on how how quiet cricket becomes in comparison to pre-season football trials. 
cricket's got so much more to offer as broadcasters. But now, because the broadcasters have signed all their revenues over for eight years, for any new creation, it'll be difficult to be paid much money to put it on TV. So February and March for mine, they were always cricket months. But now you wouldn't know it. Sheffield Shield Sundays, they're never promoted anymore. Clinics, clinics on the field at the Gabba on a Saturday morning of a Gabba Shield match, they're, they're an absolute thing of the past for the kids. This is the state's cricket's best players, right? It's not club cricket. The state's best are playing in these Shield matches and we do nothing about it and we don't promote it at all. How about a state T20 four-day event, you know, soon that to signal the... You know, the reintroduction of red ball cricket. You know, a state of origin clash. You know, and they can be Australia-wide in cricket. Victoria would love to play South Australia or Western Australia. Everyone hates Victoria and New South Wales. Everyone will line up to, you know, have an origin clash against them where where blokes who are playing interstate can come back and put the maroon jersey on and uh, have, a, have a clash that we promote. Shield Sunday sessions. You know, that we used to... Sunday afternoons when Ian Botham was playing were unbelievable at the Gabba. Um, so, you know, can we try some of them again? I, I, just, I just think, you know, has cricket given up? Yes. I'd, I say yes, they have. Uh, aspiral, aspirational matches at our venues. Underage finals, boys and girls. Massive corporate T20 comps with an evening watching Australia and India. You know, maybe an Ashes night. You know, you finish playing a comp in the afternoon and, you, you know, sit down to dinner and watch the start of the Ashes. You know, celebrity matches to bid farewell to the season um, or bid farewell to the touring team with a big celebrity match somewhere uh, before the boys go away and the girls go away. Our crowds our crowds are incredibly resilient and they will engage again, is my feeling. It seems like another year of my frustration in February, Paddy, um, and it's forthcoming at a time where cricket on TV is at its peak in India. Capitalise and play something and promote plenty. Any ideas, anyone, for cricket concepts in February? 13-13-55. Well, I'll certainly be watching what's happening in India. Yeah, but I want to get you at at 12 o'clock to come and play a T10. And then we sit down at 2.30. Can I watch the T10? It's not about playing. You might umpire. (laughs) Yes, I can umpire. See what celebrities will do? Yeah, I'll umpire. I'll well, stand a square leg for you. Yeah. And then we go in and, and we watch the first session of Australia-India. No, nah, well, you're raising ugly memories there now. Are you a bad umpire? Well, yes, it, you are. Yeah, I remember this one. <laughs> every time I get mentioned, every time it's mentioned publicly, Carl Rackleman. <laughs> yeah. Well, Carl would be the other umpire with you this time. Um, he, he's not bowling too much with two dodgy hips. As a Got kid, worse hips than Andy Murray, Mocker. I must have went home from, you know, in the very, very early days of seven and I was home over Christmas. <laughs> And they seconded me into into umpiring the, the kids' country carnival. Apparently, I didn't do a really good job. So <laughs> Mocker tells me never do a bad job. Well, mate, well done. <laughs> so must have been a couple of controversial calls. Uh, you know, a lot of concepts you can have a lot of fun with. We've got great facilities here. Uh, we've got Allen Border Field now up and running. We've got Norths out at the National Cricket Campus, and and every now and then we should get a game of some description on the Gabba. Hey, what about this one from Oscar? Before from those Bernali? footballers take it over on the 1st of March. Yeah, true. Here, here's one from Oscar. Would love to see the Gabba set up a whole bunch of desks in the corporate areas, 20 buck fee, come and work at the Gabba and watch a day of shield cricket. 
So there's so many people work from home now. Well, you don't need, on, need desks now, On do one you? condition, Healy has to go at the crease and face some balls. No, this is a proper game. But Go but out and watch a Shield, a shield game. game. Yeah. A shield, days play at the Shield. or The last session the last session of the Shield used to be put on TV. Could our broadcasters do that again, Paddy? Um, don't know. Come on. It's only it's only uh, three thirty to five thirty. Yeah, wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, no, you're not putting in. Mm. I, I need to I need to excite you guys as well. Everyone needs to get their broadcasters going, knowing yeah. how strong cricket is for them. You know they'll get some great parochialism there. Yeah, but I mean you. And in return, be- I'll give you a state of origin game. <laughs> you know better than anyone else how how expensive it is to mount some form of broadcast. I mean, it's it's, it's not so. that expensive. But you it'll can, be you can, forty you can, grand. All the Shield games are on CA streaming anyway. Yeah, so you're down. opting out. Yeah, but <laughs> is that on TV? Not that a lot of people know. You wouldn't know how to stream from your phone onto your TV, would yeah, you? Well, see, Jack's telling me they're all on KO, the Shield games. Right, eh? Well, see, Fox is, do- Fox are doing the job then. Hmm. Yeah. So now we need to promote it. But I love – oh, it wasn't you, Cohen, was it? It was Oscar who's – that's a great idea. You don't even it have to take your idea. desk because yeah. you can just plug in Wi-Fi yeah. and off you go. And, but, and you don't have to have 10,000 there. Let's start with 200. 200 no. turning up, sitting him in a segment, a section of the crowd and, you know. Yeah, you're not going to get an fun. argument from me because I love the Sheffield Shield and, and I've always been – you know, that, that's my number one apart from test cricket. I'm, I'm, I don't know, call me old school or whatever. But I still love watching the Sheffield Shield. I, I'll, we get the, the streaming in the office at work up at Channel 7 and I'll watch it all day. Yeah. Well, there's a uh, um, Friday concept, anyway. Friday afternoon work and have a beer after the last session finishes mm-hmm. and Sunday session. Get some bands on. Jeez. Get the live music, um, you know, of Brisbane mm-hmm. coming to the Gabba and uh, Sunday last session uh, in you come. The old days of the old cricketers club. Exactly, the old days. We've the forgotten steak, it all. The, the smell of the steaks wafting across the air. Oh, just put a fan on the barbie and blow <laughs> them in. You wouldn't want any like late deadlines on a Friday that you have to hit. I don't think much work would be getting done. Why? It's only cricket. No, you it's can't not, have your first. It's not as if there's later. much going on out there. <laughs> <laughs> but you might see Michael Neeser fire up and, t- and clean up an opposition. You never know. Uh, we're going to look at uh, the keys to success, Heels, as we have been. We're going to concentrate on Gold Coast Titans yeah. this morning. You want me to go Gold first, Coast Titans, you? yes. We're we going to play the five facets again that I broke sport down into. Someone can suggest a sixth or seventh if you want to or disagree with one, but here's the five. The five aspects of sport that you can judge a team and the ability of the coach on are the following. Techniques. The second one's mental skills, that being confidence and belief in your performance. Third one, tactics. Are the team's tactics okay? Four, physical and physiological. Now, physical means fitness, strength, speed, power, all those sorts of things. Physiological, injuries and getting them right, preventing them and getting them right. Then social is number five. Um, how much fun are they having as they get all those top four things done? Mm-hmm. Right. What do you think the Gold Coast need now or pre-season? They've ticked one big box. Have they? Mental slash confidence. Yes. Kieran for it. Uh, and I, I know we've harped on this for a long time, uh, but the coach, Justin Holbrook, has on many, many occasions last year said, Look, I think a lot of our problems will be solved when Kieran Foran arrives. They kept pointing to the fact that he was due and he mm. was coming up from Manly to join them. So you've got the likes of the Sextons, the Brimsons, the Campbells, young, exciting, 
brilliant young talent, but they want someone like this to lead them around, and they've found it. I think he's only look. He, I have to have a look. He's only thirty-two. Warren yes. feels like he's been around for an eternity, and I, you know, it wouldn't have surprised me if I read he was a couple of years older than it. But he's only thirty-two, so he's still, I think, relatively young in playmaker terms, mm-hmm. and I think he's just going to be brilliant for these kids that they've got and it could t- elevate them to the next level. Mm. So that's the mental confidence side of it. And hopefully he can do that also with Fafita. Uh, I've got no doubt that he'll be he'll be in Fafita's ear trying to work out how he can rampage out wide and getting him going. Fitness, well, he'll, everyone talks the same thing this time of year. We're as fit as we've ever been. Yes. You got, you know, I defy to go to any football club from under sevens to wherever, to Masters teams. Yes. And at this stage in the season, in their pre-season, 10 or 12 days out from their first games, we're the fittest we've ever been. Social, I'm not too sure about the Gold Coast, but the the other thing I, I want to mention there, in my mind, is their cattle. I think they're a hell of a lot better off this year with Beryl's in the team. I really mm. rate him. We know that he was pushed out of Bondi Junction by the arrival of Brandon Smith. So, And, and I'm certain Robinson would have liked to have kept him down there because I really rate him. I think he's a great hooker. He's a great organiser. He's, you know, he'll make those annoying darts and make you 10 or 15 metres when things aren't going all that well. So I think the two key buys, Foran and Verrills, are really going to help with the mental side down there in confidence. Yeah, okay. Confidence is getting addressed anyway. Hopefully they can execute it. I've gone socialising first mm-hmm. for the Gold Coast Titans right now and in the past six weeks... Um, they they need to really cement some personal relationships and make sure uh, each of the individuals in that that squad, that playing squad, is well known to the coaching staff. How how to deal with them, how to approach them, how to fix things with them, um, as well as their families. Those those relationships need to be rock solid right now and really happy. The the families need to be communicated to constantly, um, so that they're all very aware of the pressures that might come to bear somewhere along these 26 rounds. Um, so I'm, that work, to me, needs to be done now and already be done and make sure that that uh, sort of uh, solidarity is just bigger than the playing squad yeah. and everyone's ready to uh, tolerate some hard times. Um, so good luck to the wives and families around that task. The second thing, after we've got that right, I think they'd do the technical side of things. You know, what are the... They need to work out with each individual, what are the reasons for our poor defensive structures? You know, is it someone having mental problems, like losing concentration? Is it someone who wasn't fit enough? Is it someone who's just not tackling well? Mm. So you've got to sort out those reasons, then fix them, and, and to get them up level and the, that whole structure improved. So I would be doing that that technical work on defence especially, just like Kevy said they've been doing, and every club probably does. And then the third one for me is physical levels. I don't think the Titans were fit enough last year. Mm-hmm. So the physical levels, and I think their whole trainer, their whole fitness uh, staff changed, I think. So they'll be coping with different techniques of uh, training. So I think those physical levels can improve and should improve, and their body maintenance uh, needs to be working. You don't want to train differently and then get you know soft tissue injuries or you know, mm. knee injuries, et cetera, et cetera. So, so just ma- maintain the physiological side of things, treatments and maintenance as well as fitness. That's yeah. to me, socialising, technical and physical. The other thing they've got to do is take a bit of pressure off their captain. 
I love Timo. I mean, he, he carried him on their shoulders, fair dinkum, last year. He yeah. just never stopped trying. 80 minutes, every game mm. that he played. Uh, he, he's got to get a few of these other forwards following. That's his job. Not following. He's got to get them doing their job. Yeah. So well. that's his that's his job as captain, right? Not stop doing so much yourself and show some trust in other players. And if those relationships are rock solid, he'll be able to do that. Yeah. He'll be able to say to each other, just at a barbecue, mate, I need you to lift a bit. Yeah, you well, he stuck in plenty of overtime last year. Yeah, Paul, Paul he was unreal. As well. Morning, boys. Love listening to Kevy. Yeah, he's great, isn't it? We always love having Kevy on the show. The sports update now with Brisbane Posts and Beams. Steel direct to the public and tradies for over 25 years. Go to brizposts.com.au. Jack, what have you got for us? Morning, Patton Hills. A um, bit of news from the world of golf at the moment. Uh, oh. The Live Golf Tour, they have heavily pursued Adam Scott over the last six to 12 months. It doesn't look like he's going to be joining the Live Golf Tour anytime soon. He's actually signed on with uh, a new um, venture funded by Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy called the TGL Golf League, which is partnered with the PGA. It's kind of like a virtual top golf golf league. Um, it'll air on Monday nights in the United States and feature all types of challenges, uh, a lot of them virtual, um, you know, closest to the pin competitions mm. and stuff like that. So... That's aligned with the PGA Tour, so it doesn't look like Adam Scott's going to be going anywhere. No, uh, that's pretty good. Kids. Yeah, um, well, that's pretty good. And you've got to hit into simulators. Are they actually hitting when they're playing these leagues? Yeah, so they're actually yeah. hitting golf balls. So it's yes. going to be built in like a – it's going to be kind of like a top golf. So it's going to be half virtual, half real. So they're hitting balls out into a into a range. but The same range worldwide? Yeah, like be, I can nominate and play in a tournament. I think it'll be all set in the one stadium in, in the U.S. So oh. all the players will be there physically together, um, but they'll have different they'll have different challenges. Yes. Um, which is going to be very interesting to see how they pull it off. And so it professional players, yeah, you're professional saying. Yeah, professional players. So okay. Tiger's going to be involved. Rory McIlroy's going to be involved. Uh, Colin Morikawa, who I think is about the world number five at the moment, mm. is going to be involved. So um, I think they're trying to sign a lot of the PGA stars up to that one. Yeah, and as far as I know, Scotty is also now on a player body that you know chats to the PGA Tour that they liaise with the PGA Tour for with player gripes, etc. So who are now listening? Uh, <laughs> all, all, all of a sudden, they're listening. Yeah, um, I think he's home at the moment. I think he's back here at the moment. Still, he, he played those two events uh, in Hawaii and has come home for another couple of weeks, and then he'll he normally starts in uh, Los Angeles. What's TGL stand for? The Golf League. I uh, believe so. I've mm. I've gone online to a few different places and I can't actually find out what it stands for. They'll even, be, on their, even on their own website. Yeah. They'll be able to run a global amateur league as well. Same challenge, set up the same challenge. I'd be able to go to Golf 24 yeah. and play the, and put my uh, effort in all around the world. Or Top Golf down the Gold Coast would be, yep. yeah, that'd be fantastic. Yep. Um, there's some other golfing news as well, a, mm-hmm. a cheating scandal. Um, out of out of the US, the forty fifth president, yes, uh, former <laughs> president this. Donald Trump, who um, uh, well, I guess he does own the golf course. <laughs> so, he owns the, cl- the golf club too. Yeah. He, he owns the club, so it was the senior club championship at the uh, Trump International Golf Club in Florida. Now, um, the senior club championship meant to take place over the Saturday Sunday. Um, the players have, you know, teed off on Saturday. No sign of Donald Trump. <laughs> They've rocked up on Sunday, 
to see Donald Trump um, five shots clear on top of the leaderboard, mm. yeah. <laughs> um, who said that, uh, well, I played a good round on Thursday, so I'm going to count that as my score. Right, eh? <laughs> it's a um, great yeah. And he managed to hold on for the win. <laughs> Without playing, no, he actually played that one. Didn't he, he? he played the he played yeah. the second round. He, he had a funeral the to go to. But well, he, he was at a funeral on the Saturday, yeah. so they they said he played on the Thursday and had forty Stapleford points. So that put him at the top of the leaderboard by five, and he's he's held on to win. And one of his social media posts, he's just given himself one of the biggest. You know, competed immensely fine golf golfers hitting the ball long and straight. The reason that I announced this. Uh, is that in a very real way it serves as a physical exam, only much tougher. You need strength and stamina to win, and I have the strength and stamina. With an extra night's sleep. <laughs> but but then the same article that I was reading from the Daily Mail, I think it was, um, the, the, they'd written a book on his golfing exploits, and to say Donald Trump cheats is like saying Michael Phelps swims. Unbelievable. <laughs> Rick Riley, a long-time sports commentator, already said the commander in cheat how golfing golf explains <laughs> Trump. He said he cheats at the highest level. He cheats when people are watching, and he cheats when they aren't. He cheats whether you like it or not. He cheats because that's how he plays golf. If you're playing golf with him, he's going to cheat. <laughs> Jeez, I could not have that. That's a fair sledge. No. <laughs> about <Shocking>. a president. <laughs> Uh, thank you, Jack. It's, no uh, I, I wanted to get that little story in there, and you've uh, you've done that beautifully.